0: welcome back to recipe to the road podcast thank you so much for listening this episode i'm talking to Emma, who was living in the apartment next door to an airbnb we stayed in in merida we talk about some really interesting topics of course we talk about travel and how she ended up in merida because she's actually from Newark. but the real journey that i feel in this podcast was her journey with ayahuasca ayahuasca is a plant medicine that's from the amazon and people use it as a purging medicine to let go of things to get rid of negativity from the body either physically or emotionally and basically about the journey ama has been on since she had that ayahuasca experience so it's a really interesting episode it's a little bit different it's not specifically about trouble it's more about a journey it's a different type of journey so let me know what you think on instagram at recipe to the road or by email recipe to the road at gmail.com and enjoy the episode so i'm in merida mexico in the Yucatan state and that is on the east coast of mexico Uh, i'm here talking to ama ama was our neighbor when we were staying in an airbnb here and she actually lives in merida so i won't tell you too much more she is right here with me so i'll let her do the talking um. I thank you so much for doing this podcast. Thanks for asking me to do it. Yeah, of course. Um, so how long have you lived
1: here in Merida? September, it'll be two years. So we're in almost July now. So I think about a year and nine months, something like that. Okay, it's been,
0: been a good time. Have you liked it?
1: It has. It's been, oh, wow. It's been so many things, but I definitely feel it was the right decision
0: for me. And why why did you decide to come here?
1: I mean, I think, and I've heard this before, and you might you might have heard this, or you might hear people say this, which is that many um, that picks you, and not the other way around, because it's not like Cancun or Tulum where everyone's heard of it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people haven't heard of it at all. I initially just wanted to get away for two months for a getaway, and then I went on Airbnb, and there's there's a place on Airbnb that says anywhere, so it can just show you anywhere. Yes. you seen this feature, right? So um, I was like, well, I'm down to go anywhere. And no then I,
0: just,
1: <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go anywhere in the world. If the Airbnb looks nice, I'm down. So I picked just the Airbnb. I saw this amazing Airbnb that had awesome houses, this huge pool that was just in the middle of the house. It was like some interesting architecture. I, I clicked on it. I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to Mexico. And so I booked it. For the two months and then I said, Well, I guess I should find out like where this place is. And so I started looking at it on the map and I was like, Oh wow, it's really far from California. It's about as far as you can get. It's <laughs> not like right over the border. It's all the way on the other side of the Yucatan. And and so part of me thought, Well, maybe you know, maybe I should have canceled, like, you know, I thought about it and I went back to see and there was no cancellation. So I was like, All right, we're going to Medida. <laughs> And um, when I got there, there was a huge jaguar on the front of the Airbnb, and then in Spanish it said Casa de, de Jaguar, and that's my totem, but I didn't know that it was called Casa de, it's my spiritual, um, my, my spirit animal, is a right. jaguar. But I didn't know that it was called Casa de Jaguar or that there was a jaguar on the front of the house until I got there. Oh. So it
0: was all quite magical. It's pretty affirming, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you obviously loved that Airbnb and you you just decided to stay, wasn't it? Or what what happened next? Well,
1: I came out with my best friend and um, we were going to just have this two-month sabbatical, get out of the States and just, you know, do some chilling out, writing, thinking about, you know, business things. And after a few days, we looked at each other and I was like, I don't know if you're thinking what I'm thinking. And she goes, yeah, I think we're both thinking the same thing. We want to move here. And then the, the vacation changed into now I'm looking at areas to live in. Now I'm looking at different neighborhoods. So I got to see all the amazing architecture here. Got to meet a lot of the local people really quickly. Um, and I went home and for a month, packed up and sold my car and gave all my things away. A month later, I was here. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> That's so cool. Um, and before you came here, did you travel much?
1: Yeah, so so this is the first time I've actually lived um, outside the country of the U.S. But, um, you know, I've done my travels. And uh, when I was in New York, I spent a lot of time li- um, visiting the Caribbean, you know. St. Bart, St. Croix, Anguilla, you know, all of these beautiful places. I used to love going to the Caribbean. Japan, which was really, really an interesting place. Um, I really loved Japan and actually traveled all around Japan. And uh, Ireland, in fact. (laughs) I've been to Ireland a number of times and that was purely, at first, out of love <laughs> but then I made you know I made some really amazing girlfriends and so I would go there to visit them or they would come here to visit me it was just I love Ireland and a really beautiful time there I really like traveling outside of the country of the U.S. I think more Americans should travel um in comparison to other countries that travel more outside of their country I see yeah. that and I think it's changing now more with the um with the pandemic people are traveling more yeah they're seeing that you know with their jobs they can work remotely and that so I'm seeing a lot of people travel but I've always loved traveling
0: yeah yeah that's um that's really cool and do you think you'll go back to Ireland or like is that kind of an ongoing destination for you well I think so
1: because um I have friends in Ireland and also um I want to spend some time in London and then you know make the Make the trip over to Ireland. Like if I'm going to go to London, I want to. I want to go to Ireland. Too. Might as
0: well. <laughs> you might as well go to
1: Ireland. <laughs> and so yeah, it's it's definitely a situation that um, that uh, Europe is on is on my list uh, for sure. I really want to just travel around.
0: Yeah, yeah. Europe's. Cool, like you can travel for like two hours and you're in a completely different culture, different language, different food, different prices, like. Incredible. Yeah, you get your bang for your buck really, like in terms of like different cultures and seeing different things, definitely. I
1: mean, some of the places that the major destinations that that people want to go to, I mean, it's all right there. Yeah. Italy, France, you have Ireland, England, I mean, it's just everything's just right there. So yeah, that's on my
0: radar. Have breakfast <laughs> in Paris and dinner in Amsterdam. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing. That sounds like a plan. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> um you mentioned before that you traveled to Peru. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: I forgot to mention Peru. That's so funny. Because actually Peru was the um Shapur changed my life, you know. And those experiences changed my life, which was that um, I found the medicine. I found I'd found the medicine of the ayahuasca in California, where I was living, and, and I and I had shamans that I was training with and learning from. Um, and then I said, I want to go where this medicine is growing. I want to see what it's like there. And so I I, I I started going back and forth over a period of four years. Um, training, and I don't know if I told you this, but I, I was celibate during that time. It was four years. Um, eventually, at some point in, in those travels, I shaved my head and just started working with ayahuasca more and more. Um, from, from, four, from, from like 14 days out of the month doing ayahuasca. Sometimes twice a month, to sometimes four times a month, five times a month. But it was just an ongoing, very rigorous process with ayahuasca. And that changed, you know, that changed my life. I love Peru. Peru is like the wild, wild west. It's very, at least I, I was in Iquitos. I mean, it's Peru's a big place, you know, where I was specifically. Um, and there's some really amazing shamans there and some, really not amazing shamans there. It's the Wawa West. Nothing is regulated so anybody can put up a hat and say, hey, I'm doing this thing. Um, But I also found amazing healers and um, a lot of spirituality going on there in the jungle. So we would take a boat and go out to the jungle, like hours out into the jungle and come back. And then there's this whole real vibrant, you know, music scene. Oh, yeah? In Peru. Yeah, yeah. People just partying and having so much fun and, Oh, it was it was a wonderful place. Yeah, it is a wonderful place. Uh, that's that's a place I would definitely go back to. Really? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And what is it that got you kind of interested in ayahuasca and trying that medicine to begin with?
1: I mean, I um, I just I just had one of those moments in your life where everything goes wrong, and 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 I was arrested and charged with five felony counts. Six years to each count, and I was fighting that court case in criminal court for two years. Um, so it was during that time that I just changed my life. I was so scared and I had never been in trouble. I had never even gotten like a parking ticket or anything. I just i, I had no experience with, the, with, with that system. And the, the process dragged on so long I ended up um, doing with, with what they call taking a plea. So that I don't have to even have a, um, uh, so, so didn't have to go to trial because I was afraid. In the U.S., I wasn't convinced that a black woman like me could get a fair trial. I wasn't convinced, <laughs> so I said, "I'm just going to play out." But during that time of the two years, I really, I really, really, really got down deeper into my spirituality. I was always into it, but something about that kind of shook me up I was like hey like you know you uh you know something needs to change this is a big wake-up call life is asking you to to really to do some changing here and it can be that it doesn't have to be a horrible thing this can be a turning point and I was very clear I wanted it to be a turning point and not something horrible so when when I got when I took the plea then I just I started thinking, well, you know, I was already a hypnotherapist. I was already doing hypnosis. And I thought, I don't know why I keep hearing about ayahuasca and I really want to try it. And I started doing it in California and found these amazing shamans. And I was, um, I went through this whole healing process. I was dealing with a lot of, you know, childhood wounding um, and went through a very long process with ayahuasca. Uh, But, but, you know, that's why when things happen in life and they're challenging and they're hard and, also when you make mistakes you know it doesn't have to be the end of everything like sometimes that stuff is to wake you up yeah at least it was for me
0: yeah yeah it really sounds like you took the best you possibly could out of that situation and really made it like took it to better yourself rather than like as a as a negative in your life maybe
1: Well, yeah, I got to find out, like, wow, I didn't even know until I did the medicine and and, and started doing all my travels to Peru and working with my shamans in California uh, with ayahuasca that I even had these psychic gifts and these spiritual gifts that I have. And um, I didn't even know that was there, you know. And so something beautiful came out of just my searching. I was like, there's got to be more. Obviously, I'm off course. I've taken a detour here. How do I get, you know, how does one get back on track? You know, yeah like
0: for real. you know. and can you tell me a bit about your your psychic abilities? And yeah, I thoughts? mean, what
1: happened was I was working with the medicine, and uh, at the same time, as, as I say, I was a hypnotherapist before that. And so I'd be hypnotizing people to quit smoking or to lose weight or whatever it is that they wanted to work on. And then when I started working with ayahuasca, uh, I started having these very profound conversations with um, creator and I use that term really loosely because people have such ter- you know they have such things that they put on that and what that means to them. But it felt to me just like this is this big beautiful presence that was really loving and 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 it was speaking with me over a year and a half period. We had these conversations. And, and and the, and the, and the voice would, would be like, you know, it's time for you to clean up your life. Like, you got to change everything. You know, stop doing this, stop doing this. And um, you're a healer, and I want you to go out and, and, and do this work. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was just blown back. Like, I, I just, I was not expecting it. And then, you know, it was telling me that, you know, you're going to start seeing things and hearing things. So just. Like, just
0: like, like. As black and white as that, like actually a voice was telling Oh, it was that? an
1: actual voice. Oh wow. Yeah, it was like um, a sound and a vibration. So you know how I can hear your voice, you can hear mine, but it was also, and that's the hard part to understand. Like the it was like a vibration also. It's 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 very deep. And so I was like, all right. And then I, w- I would go home and go see my clients. Somebody would come in for you know quit smoking or something, and and I would hear the, their dead grandmother talking to me giving me specifics, and I would say, eventually I started saying, hey, is it okay if I share with you, I feel like I'm getting, you know, information from your uncle, your father, your sister, this one, things I couldn't have possibly known, things that I knew about them, and uh, confirmations, and they'd be like, oh my God, so the work changed, and I stopped doing the hypnosis so much, and changed into, doing the mediumship, the clairvoyant work, And then moving that into now, it's more of a holistic life coaching practice where I help other artists and healers really sort of step into their greatness. Um, But it all started with me being willing to travel, me being willing to go. I know there's more. I know there's more somewhere else. And I also, you know, I want to see, you know, um, I think Americans can be really myopic, like they just see. Um, they just see us, they just see America, and I mean, it's not all of us, I'm just making a really general statement here, but compare, comparatively to, um, you know, people worldwide, you know, and so traveling, especially spiritually, you know, going there meeting shamans, indigenous folks, and I had a lot of um, romantic ideations about that, and when I got there, I saw the reality some good shamans and there's ones that really will try to hurt you I had that experience and had to had to fight my way out of a bad experience that I had with a shaman oh my god that was trying so sorry. to you know force himself on me sexually while I was on the medicine while I was on ayahuasca and so but you know um, he didn't know I'm from New York so he got he got he got punched upside the head that's what happened there <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. I was like, you get the wrong one on tonight. It's not going down, homie. Um, but it was really a trip because it was a good lesson. The medicine, the, the medicine was showing me that you can go anywhere in the world, but you have, to, you have to discern every spirit. Just because people have on the feathers, and it doesn't mean that they're carrying you know, a good frequency. And then there were amazing sh- And then I stayed. I didn't leave Peru because I thought, I don't want this to be the sum total. Because that happened when I first got there. Oh, my goodness. So I said, okay, I know that this is just one, you know, experience. Let me go out there and have a lot of different experiences of Peru. And that just started, like, this amazing, you know, adventure into exploring different shamans. And, and there's amazing
0: shamans out there,
1: women, men, uh, that I learned a lot from.
0: That must have taken a lot of strength to just be able to to stay, to put that out, like, to not run away straight away. like. That's, well, I was like...
1: I came all the way out here. Like I um and apparently that's something that goes on down here, but if that goes on, there's also good things that go on here too. So let me find it all. Let me find out. Also, I don't think there's no accidents. There was something I was learning from that around owning my own power. Around you know, he, he, he kept saying, you know, um, your your energy is really weak and you need, you know, strength. You need me to give you some energy and all this crazy stuff that that he was teaching me how not what not to do when you're a healer, which is to try and take people's power away from them. That's not what it is. You're supposed to give people their you know, help them discover their power, not take it away. But um, also, I got to see that he wasn't any stronger than me. Yeah. And nobody's any stronger than anyone else. We're just all helping each other do, you know, whatever it is we're trying to do.
0: So like from that obviously awful experience, is there any advice that you would have if someone is looking into going like how to avoid that or like or is it a luck of the draw situation?
1: Well, for me, especially if you're going to go to some place like Peru, um, if you're a woman, a young woman, it is what I found after that experience was that um, it wasn't unusual what happened to me. And a lot of the women felt ashamed and they didn't share with each other, but I sort of started talking with people and then there was this larger conversation, like, wow, this it, this can happen. So I was always saying that I wanted to, um, you know, the, the, the women going over there, uh, seek out women shamans as well, you know, because there are female shamans. Don't go to any of those places alone. Don't don't, don't go alone to these places because you're on psychedelic medicines. and. You're so vulnerable. Um, like. You're very vulnerable. You're out in the middle of nowhere, and they're, 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 the 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 law doesn't work the same as it does probably in your country. So, um, and it's just it's complicated to prove things. It's very complicated. It would have been very complicated for me to prove anything. And I talked to girls that you know, worse things happen. At least I was able to just like, you know, punch them off and, and and everything like that. And you know, the the next day. I had the, um, the, the guy, it was an American guy who actually ran the place and he hired this shaman. And uh, I sat him down and I said, you know, I want you to translate and tell him that, you know, this is not what you do. This is, this is not it. You're going to take on the spiritual work. You don't go around trying to sexually assault women, you know. And also, I'm going to need all my money back. So <laughs> thank you. Because I paid for this month-long, you know, experience with them. Oh, okay. And this happened, like, right in the beginning of it. So I was like, uh, no. And so, you know, I got to advocate for myself, take my power back, face him, and tell him in his face, no, like, this is not what you do. Um, I also got to punch him out a few times the night before, so that was good. (laughs) I mean, you know, I'm not stronger than a man. I can't. It just jarred him. I think he realized, oh, yeah, no, this is not going down,
0: right? Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, adrenaline
0: as well, like, and the adrenaline. helps you with that, I think. I was so, I
1: couldn't believe it was happening or what, what he was trying to make happen. And I was like, oh, this is certainly not happening on my watch. And I just, but you never know. You can be someplace where you cannot out fight a man. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, my suggestion was, I was very concerned for women going to Peru, you know, especially spe- seeking uh, spiritual experiences. There are loads of amazing shamans. That's not the point. There, there's this little view that you have to protect yourself against.
0: Yeah. 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 So, really, like, okay, for women shamans, yeah. never go alone. Don't go alone like, to these things. Yeah.
1: And don't trust what, what everybody's saying to you because, you know, um, I've just seen too much out there and in my own experience and also of, of women that have gone out there to know that uh, better safe than sorry.
0: Yeah. yeah I suppose as well like if you're even though your mind is maybe not like doing what it normally does like you can you still know in your gut if something isn't right don't you or
1: well you do because it was a few days before that and he was doing weirdo stuff and I was like no no that's not right um, and like he was doing things that made me feel like he was uh making advances towards me and I kept trying to I kept trying to blanket out cuz I didn't want that to be true that's the shaman you know yeah but it was happening but, but so the time when by the time it happened where he made that when he tried to do that when I look back I was like oh it was there oh yeah well, he did that he did that he did that but um yeah I would say traveling anywhere not just peru right yeah anywhere as a woman and I love traveling alone. I'm not saying I'm travel alone. I'm just saying, you know, if you're, um, it, it definitely makes sense to, um, do those kinds of
0: things with somebody there to yeah. watch out for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. So you were saying like about your work and how you went from sort of doing the hypnosis to kind of do more medium work and now you do like life coaching like how does that kind of what what's your day-to-day like now or how do you take us? I guess what you learned from your training teachings in Peru and how do you like use that in your day-to-day work now
1: I mean I love it because um my life coaching is very much you know I, I get to make my life like I got to decide oh I'm moving to Mexico and I can do that you know it's um because it's such a fluid job you can be anywhere and do this work um and so now I just work with people um artists and healers and um creatives to you know find out what's 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 in the way of them doing their best work You know uh helping them find out what it is or if they know what it is to help them to um really thrive in it and really own their power particularly women so i'm I'm working particularly with women it's it's sometimes i'll work with a man but it's rare um because i really think women are are are, um what we need more of the feminine and that energy the feminine energy to, to balance some of this overarching aggressive you know, masculine that I think has been leading the planet. So, to get some balance
0: in the energy field,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: and like it, you that balance like within women or within the world in general, or both. In
1: general, I mean, I, I think I think what we're seeing in, in the trans community and in the fluidity in genders now is that um, I think I think it's a beautiful happening, and I think what is showing is that. We are masculine and feminine, in all of that. We're like it's, it's, it's such a. If one is more online than the other inside of us, that perhaps we can see a lot of the violence and the the things that we've been seeing on the planet. And if there were more harmony and balance in the uh, in those those frequencies, and less hard lines around it, yeah, I think I think uh, I think things are changing slowly but I think it's an important happening and that that, that flat out that women get more um, you know more more spaces and places in leadership yes you know in spiritual leadership as well
0: okay so we're going to leave it there for this week Uh, next episode Alma and I will continue our conversation we'll talk a little bit more about balancing masculine and feminine energy personal growth and how plant medicines and psychedelic psychotherapy saved Anna's life. Thank you so much for listening, and make sure and let me know what you think of the episode. Thank you for listening to Recipe to the Road podcast. If you want to contact the show or you have any comments or questions, you can get me on Instagram at recipe to the road, or by email recipe to the road at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow my journey and see what I'm doing at the moment, you can also see that on my Instagram, at recipe to the road. Thank you for listening.